you literally look like you're a baseball mobster and you're about to go wherever you got to go for the rest of the day. You're going to be like, hey, you like your kneecaps? Then, then I suggest you go for the Houston Astros. Hey, I need my 10%. I need my 10%. He is, he is in New York. He says, stop cutting off the top. Here's a reminder. Then, boom, you smack some dude in the knees. I'm going like, to go get a slice and be like, hey, I'm on the block. I need 10%. <laughs> Welcome back to Beyond the Diamond Podcast here on the Apollo Podcast Network. Brian Lalima, Apollo Dez, producer Josh here with you. The ALCS preview is presented to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors. Dez, Josh, wow, it's, um, yeah, it's just like it was scripted. It's the Astros, it's the Rangers, it's all for Texas. And I, I don't even know where to start on this, man. It's going to be toxic. It's going to be feisty. It's going to be electric. Everything, every adjective we can think of to describe this matchup in the ALCS. Seven in a row for the Astros. Uh, I believe the Rangers haven't been there. Actually, I don't really give a fuck. So who knows how long they haven't been there. Who cares? 2011. I don't even know where to stop. Start. Excuse me. Uh, Tic-tac-toe. In a row. Um, yeah. It feels great. It feels great to keep going back to the same party we've been going to every year and doesn't get boring. Um, I think this year's going to be a little bit more spicier. Uh, and, yeah. you know, sometimes you need to spice things up a little bit. After seven years, you get the seven-year itch, you know, spice things up. And so yeah. uh, I can't – You know what? No, nothing else is going to light a fire under them Oh yeah. rather than facing I mean, a, a rival like this. Can you imagine if we had to play the Yankees again? Like sleep. Yeah. Like, it would be just a zombie walk. Another yeah. week. Are you kidding me? No. <laughs> but honestly, the – all roads, I think, kind of led to this moment, um, especially it going down to 162. And now it's game 163 and 164, 165 to go to the Fall Classic. And so I think yeah. this is this is awesome. It's uh, Houses are going to be divided. Brothers are going to hate brothers. Sisters are going to hate sisters. And it's going to be a, a fun time in the state of Texas. A little Battle of Texas, a little I-45 corridor action. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Battle of uh, I-45 North. I know uh, a lot of my college teammates have already been talking shit to me because they're all, uh, quote-unquote, Ranger fans. Uh, when I was in college, that was back when the Rangers w- went to back-to-back World Series and Nelson Cruz forgot how to catch a fly ball with a no <laughs> defense. Uh, David Freeze hit the uh, game-tying triple, then hits the walk-off home run, and we saw what happened. Headed to Game 7, the Cardinals win that one. They lose again the next year. People forget um, so they- Hartman was uh- – the catalyst before that's right yeah yeah people forget that yeah so they've already been talking shit to me because i talked shit to them back then so they're taking their chance to uh remind me um but look this is the the rangers have a really good offense they do they have pretty good starting pitching obviously they don't have jacob Degrom. i think i saw uh max said he's going to be ready to go for this series which there's no way he's going to miss it but their bullpen's kind of shaky and Very this tricky. has been there, done that for the Astros. Seven in a row, boys. Like, I, I – there's only one other organization that has done it longer, and that's the Atlanta Braves back in the 90s. They did it for eight straight seasons. Obviously, the 1994 um, – uh, what was it called? The uh, – the not the shift. The uh, What happened in 94? The lockout. Sorry, the lockout. The lockout. Um, that happened, so that interrupted it, but still eight times. This is just another day in the office for the Astros. 100%. This is – the seventh and seven year in a row of the Astros in the ALCS, but this is the Rangers World Series. The Rangers yeah, yeah. Would rather win this series and then get swept to the Phillies or D backs than oh, yeah. the Astros win. It's like we'll be happy they they won and made it. This yeah, is their right. World Series. This is our ALCS, uh, the Houston Invitational, as we like to call it here at Apollo HOU. Uh, I think the other side, uh, 
the offense does bang. We know that. Like, we're not dumb. The offense does bang. I do think having five days off cools them off a bit. Yep. Um, obviously, Agreed. the Astros are four days off, whatever, and the Astros were, were banging just as much. Like that. You like that internet? The Astros were banging. Um, oh, because they used to bang a trash can. Yeah. yeah. Oh. And so I think the I think the big thing, and this is where the advantage is, and Brian Rady said, is the bullpen. Yeah. The Rangers bullpen got to hide behind really, really good starting pitching in the in the wild card in DS and, and kudos to them to do it. But you cannot hide this bullpen in a seven game series. No, you can't. You cannot. No. And so and dude, they made slight work of the Orioles. I mean, they kicked the shit out of them. Turn off the lights. Turn off the lights too bright. <laughs> yeah. Insert that uh Trump video right here. No, get those lights off. Off. <laughs> um, they they made slight work of them, and I mean, good for the Orioles to to turn that organization around and go on the run that they did. Went over a hundred games, win that division, and just look, man. Like they'll get experience. They'll be back next year. They got some really really talented players uh, up and down that lineup. But look, I think when when you get into October, it's a completely different story. I mean, we saw it, we see it year in and year out from the Houston Astros. They could play. Just down like we saw all the way leading up to the final game of the regular season where they ended up winning the division. And then they get into October. And and just like it's going to be so hard to just save my comments on the Twins. But just like we said, I predicted in four. Dez, you predicted in four. Josh, I think you said they were going to sweep. Um, yeah. They got they, they did it in four. And just like I think we all collectively agreed, and I know I said it on our clip, I did not fear the Minnesota Twins one bit. Carlos Correa had his game. We knew it was coming at some point. He single-handedly pretty much won that game. But look, the Astros, uh, Jose Abreu smacked it around. Jordan Alvarez, four bombs. I, I mean, Kyle Tucker didn't have a good one. Jose Altuve played pretty well. Um, I'm trying to think of who else. Chaz McCormick really didn't didn't do much. Jeremy was- played pretty good. He played really yeah. fucking good defense. Really? I mean, yeah. two, two plays in that, that freaking series – Saved it. That essentially saved one game, and then in early in that uh, game four, you know, diving play to to snag a line drive, and then dive back to get the guy at second. But again, it's October. Like this is what the Astros do, and what we've come to know over the last seven years in this golden age. So I, I guess my question to you guys, to as we get to look at a matchup or game number one, it's it's Justin Verlander versus Jordan Montgomery. Uh, Montgomery is good from the left hand side. What worries you the most about the Texas Rangers in game one? Um, it's got for me and, 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 and I'll, I'll answer the question real quick. Sorry for me. It's, it's Verlander's um, he gives up solo bombs and the Rangers hit a lot of bombs that yeah. keep the ball in the ballpark. And I think they win just simple as that. Yeah, no, that's a great point. Yeah. I think Verlander facing the and I'm not saying the Minnesota Twins offense is comparable to the Rangers offense because the Rangers offense is deeper. Uh, we'd be dumb not to say that. I, I think Minnesota Twins had some boppers. Mm-hmm. I think Verlander seeing that first is going to be helpful in this series. Uh, I think the other not worry uh, is getting concern. concern is getting the middle innings. If you have a starter that doesn't get to five then there's concern of how you're going to piece it together. Because games yeah. end in the seventh inning in Houston, when you can hand it to Neris, Abreu, Presley, it's that 
how many games can you win the fifth and sixth inning? Even if your starter gives up some runs, or even if your 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 first bridge guy gives up some runs, if the offense can bang and win those five, five four, five, six innings, you win the series. I think yeah. I think the whole series dictates on those three innings because you have such an elite back end and seven, eight, nine games are so short. You just need to win those middle innings. If you win those middle innings, you win the series. Yeah, I think um, to Brian's point, those solo bombs are, are huge. Uh, Verlander needs to be Verlander. And the guy that you don't let beat you is Adolis Garcia. Right. Because he just has the Astros number. He always has, especially that short porch and left field. He pulls almost all his home runs. Like that's yeah. all it takes yeah. is him turn around a, 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 a misplaced fastball. You know, and the then, game could change. But I, and I, also, I also think we should attack them, though. If they get souls, that's fine. I think if we play not to lose, that's when the yeah. walks happen, the the yeah. dink, and then the bomb. And all of a sudden, now you're down three instead of if you give up one. I think if we're too conservative and we don't take it to them, yeah. I think the game plan needs to – that what the game plan needs to dictate. And I think the big thing – and and I got to give my, my guy Maldi Roses – and game – their their key to game game four. Uh, Jaron Pena got that double play after uh, Julian almost hit the double right or hit the double mm-hmm. got stranded second doubled him off. He gives up the Royce Lewis home run that I got was tank. That second inning was nothing but fastballs. The yeah. Twins had yeah. a game plan where like we're gonna attack his fucking changeup. We're gonna attack. We're gonna attack. And Maldi and Javi flipped the script in the second inning, and it was his fastball. And the, and the Twins had no idea. So I think those in game adjustments early, if if that. Look, the Rangers are going to score runs, right? Like they're yeah, they're going yeah. to run. It's if you could start winning those those little chess matches within the game. I think that's a huge, huge thing of who wins the series. For sure, and that's I think that's where the experience is going to come from. The, the been there, you know. We know how to we know how to win a seven game series. We've done it a lot. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I mean, I think that's you're exactly right. Yeah, I think also a guy that you can't forget about in that lineup for the Rangers is is uh, Seager. Oh yeah, he's a uh, He's, he's pretty damn good, man. <laughs> so I mean, you have a matchup of built versus bot, and that, I think that's good for baseball. Uh, I mean, collectively for the players, you want teams to spend money, and, and you had the Mets spend money, you had the Padres spend money, and that fell flat on, the, flat on their face. But the Rangers spent money now in the ALCS. And so obviously they're probably the exception to the rule um, on spending for mega teams. I think it's good for baseball. And then you have Bochi versus Dusty, who were in the same yeah. division – for the longest time, they played against each other. Like to see two old war horses lead their team to a, a pennant battle, uh, I think it's huge. I think it's awesome. Yeah. yeah what, do you, what do you think? Um, what do you think the crowd's going to be like? Uh, do you think there'll be seventy percent Astro fans, thirty percent Ranger fans down here in Houston? I think sixty forty, Bob. Really? I think both. I think both ways in Arlington. In Arlington, I think it's fifty fifty. Mm. I think there's yeah. a lot more Astro fans up there than we think. Mm. There, I think you're right, but I do think the fact that it has been since 2011 that they've been in a CS, yeah. I think that a lot of their fans are starving and haven't been there, and so they're willing to they're more willing to shell out for those higher price tickets. Yeah, and, and, and plus, I mean, they want to they want to spend you know a little more money to go actually watch a team you know that's that's been winning and not the uh, Dak Prescott led Dallas Cowboys. But I digress. <laughs> um, <laughs> No, no, no face. They put the face on this. That was that was a ricochet shot, but okay. Nothing. Um, so really? looking at Justin Verlander before we move off of ugly. Game One. That was ugly. I'm sorry. I had to. Uh, in 2023, it's actually kind of a little concerning. 
The OPS that he gave up against left-handed batters was 584. Against right-handed batters, it's 708. Damn. So right-handed batters have got him. Um, you know, 13 bombs by right-handed hitters, only five by lefties, and about the same plate appearances. So that solo bomb that Adolis Garcia, I think he he tends to. Uh, yours? He tries to say that again. By Adolis Garcia? Oh, look at that. I thought you were rolling your R's right there. That's pretty good. Oh. Adolis <laughs> Garcia. <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna even attempt it. Um yeah, no, I think um JB gets a little he tries to get a little smart with it sometimes and yeah. surprise you with breaking over a curveball like top of the zone. And I think that's where he can get hurt sometimes. Um but like you said about Maldi game planning figuring that out, it's going to be a lot of that feel, you know, as they go. Well, I also think you're seeing a different Justin Verlander right now. I, yeah, sure. In the last, what has it been, seven years with him, I've maybe seen 10 double plays, maybe in the last seven years. The last yeah. three starts, he's been getting the double play ball. And, yeah. and that's just a testament to a, a Hall of Famer, first ballot, maybe unanimous, and – being able to change who he is, why he's pitching. And I think that's really, yeah. really cool to see. Yeah. And again, yeah. like we've heard, you know, multiple times and, and uh, Chandler Rome's written about it uh, for the athletic and it's been, we've talked about it. Um, we've also discussed it on air, on the radio show, on our podcasts, just in person, Maldi's in-game adjustments and his game planning with Justin Verlander and Fromber and Christian Javier are the reason why he continues to catch for this team. And sure. we went, you know, as we get ready to talk about game two, but we 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 spent a lot of time this season, collectively all of us, talking about why does Maldonado continue to get innings behind the plate when he's hitting a buck 80. Now that we're in the playoffs, I know on our show on the radio, we've stopped talking about the lineup completely because I'm not questioning it anymore. No, I, yeah. You have to have him behind the plate. I don't give a damn. Like, I hope he runs into a couple, which he had two hits in one of the games against Minnesota. The way that he handles his pitching staff, I've questioned it. Uh, look, I've, I'll be the hand up. I questioned the offensive lineup quite no, a bit this season. The, the lineups at times were frustrating. Now that we're in October, Maldi's got to be your guy behind the plate. No, I fully agree. And I don't think that makes the criticism during the regular season not valid. Yeah. I think there is times during the regular season that, we should have been leaning more towards Diaz to get more W's and not have it come down to the last day. You know, that, you know, yeah. we got a little lucky there, but I think when it comes to the postseason, you're absolutely correct. He has to be behind the plate. And also, you know, he, he hasn't got a hit yet. It's tough. He's a rookie still coming into the playoffs, but having him, having him on the bench is just such a weapon. Yeah. He know? was in that game that he started at DH. He was 0 for five with four strikeouts, had the golden sombrero. And honestly, he looked like a rookie. He looked like a kid that has never been in the postseason, which he never has. And he just looked bad. Some he expanded the strike zone. Yeah. Did not look good at all well, the plate. So and I do think, you know, people uh, plenty of hitters have talked about DH being tough, mm-hmm. sitting on the bench and everything. Pardon. I think your first start in a playoffs as a rookie, like not getting comfortable, not sitting because then as a catcher, you're on the field. You're hearing the cheers like throughout the game. So you're kind of getting accustomed to it. Well, you're in the moment. You're in your Yeah. Life. But as a DH, the first time you step on there to hear all those cheers is yeah. you're at the plate and you're yeah. you're dealing with nasty. Like I think the big thing with Diaz as well, and I don't fault the kid. I mean, he's he's gonna be great and he's been great all season, 
the two weeks being off and only having a few at bats, you're, yeah. you're on ice. Yeah. And then you're yeah. facing heat. Oh. The other shitty thing is your teammates score nine runs that day and everyone's getting hits but you. That's just oh, yeah. baseball. And that's a, that feeling sucks ass, especially that with sucks. DH. Because if you're DHing and you go 0 for 4, you have to sit in that. If I'm 0 for 4 yep. on the field, I can go make a play. I can go do something to contribute yeah. to the win. But when you're the DH and you have an offer, you got to sit on that gopher, baby. Like, it sucks. It sucks. Yeah. But All right, uh, but yeah, let's, uh, Des, let's get in. Before we get to game, yeah, I'll just say. is Dubon or Chaz starting in center field? Say that again. Dubon, Dubon or Chaz? Chaz. It's going to be Chaz. I think ga- games one and two, you roll Chaz out there and make okay. adjustments after that. Okay. Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah, let's uh let's get into uh uh looking ahead to ALCS game two. But before we get to that, Des, go ahead and uh who are we powered by today? Ooh, we're powered by Academy Sports and Outdoors, but also powered by Big City Wings, Apollo's wing joint, Houston's wing joint, 13 locations. Uh we haven't set up our watch parties yet. I think we'll probably have one there as well because it was good luck. Um all their specials going on, two for Tuesdays, double up Thursdays, bur- burgers on Wednesdays, a gridiron special on Saturdays. Uh, Celebrity Mint. I'm actually in New York City right now with them. They just launched their company officially at Comic Con with Ric Flair. They have a ton of pieces going out. Follow them at the Celebrity Mint and Zing Zang Blaze and Bloody Mary mix. It's the weekend, boys, before the game. I know no one Garrett had the Blaze and Bloody Marys pre pre drinking already. Zang responsibly shout out to those sponsors. And game two, all roads lead to Framber and most likely Nate. I'm thinking Nate. Yeah, Uvalde. Nate Uvalde. I think I think they. I think you would save Scherzer for that home crowd. I think. Yeah. They, I think they roll out Scherzer in Game Three and and, and, hope and also get... it gives him a couple extra days off too yeah. to to be yeah. fully healthy. Um. Yeah, for Game Three, dude, he's gonna be if he does pitch Game Three at home, that dude's gonna be grunting so damn loud. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's gonna be Scherzer on the mound, but um. I would I would assume it's Fromber versus uh, Nathan Uvalde, and I, so. I remember a couple of years ago in 2021, you, we were doing a podcast, and they were getting ready to roll out Nathan Uvalde, meaning the Red Sox, and I don't I don't think Dez said he was scared of them. He just said I, I can't remember what the thing when I was like, no, dude, they they don't they, fuck that. They no, they're gonna they're gonna oh because. He was available out of the bullpen. Yeah. That's mm. what it was. And you were like, he's a weapon out of the bullpen. I was like, nah, dude, he's not a weapon. And then eventually they were at in Fenway and they got the win off of him. I want to say it was Jason Castro that came in and got that big ass two strike yeah. pinch hit for, for a single that eventually put them ahead. And um, Castro the Astro. Yeah, Castro the Astro. Yeah. So I think, look, man, it, with this matchup, Fromber, first of all, <clears throat> let's talk Fromber real quick. You cannot have another performance like you did. You need. And what I expect for game two at home, I expect Fromber to go like seven or eight strong, like one of those nights. Like oh, where no. you see, yeah, you see him throw sure. 85 pitches through seven innings, and then you roll him back out there for the eighth. We, we talked about it um, when we did the, the recap of his bad game against the Twins. He always seems to have like one of those games every postseason. Yeah. Like he did against the Red Sox in, mm-hmm. um, at home. And then he went on the and road against the Red Sox and dices him up. Start of his career, right. I think he just he just kind of has those days, but he's very good about bouncing back. So I definitely do see him bouncing back. Is the fixed hitter's eye affecting Framber Valdez? 
Oh man, I mean, left side. That's where that's where they wanted to fix. They wanted. Yeah, I was gonna say they they hitters. Is that told, his first start since they fixed it there? I don't know. We'd have to. I think I it's know, been, you know, you'd have to go back and look at the dates. But but they said players told Dusty and Dana Brown that seeing balls from the left hand side were an issue. Maybe they so, should paint. Hey, they should you know what? Paint it back in between half you innings. You know what? It's October. You gotta, you gotta grab your, you gotta grab your. Sorry, you gotta grab your nuts and, and yeah, and pitch and compete. Um, it's like Bregman said the other night when uh, Rocco Baldelli was complaining about the game time in the shadows. Like, yeah. dude, it's October. There are no excuses. No, no excuses. Do better. Yeah. No one. Nobody's gonna remember your excuses when they look at the record books. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think, I think that that game's big. Um. I, I think, I think we do see Framer bounce back. Um, you, I was you at wanna... the game. I was at game two against the the Twins. He got cute. He gets cute sometimes, yeah. and it, it's almost like okay, he has a guy 0-2, and then you blink, and he's it's three two, and the guy's fouled off two tough pitches, and then he yeah. leaves one up or he bounces one. He also he didn't seem to be throwing his curveball as much. No, they seemed like a, a very like conscious game plan to throw more changeups. Your change, and he just wasn't locating that changeup. Yeah, and that just yeah. And I think I think also it being a day game, pretty good for for, for Fram. Um, get him going, get him in that in that rocking horse. So I think uh, game two's gonna be fun. I think. Yeah, uh, let me let me give you Nate Valdi's uh, stats against the Astros in his career. He is four and two, seven starts with a four point four zero ERA in twenty twenty three. Because I know people are going to be like, "Well, he was way better. His career is different in twenty twenty three. He's had a great year." Still, two starts, a four point three two ERA, and eight innings pitched, eight point one innings pitched. So, pretty in line. We've always kind of got to him. Um, I do see him like doing decently, but I, I see like a five and five and a third, two three earned runs. You know, something to keep us in the game. Yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be good. Uh, it's going to be a bloodbath. I think, uh, I think the best thing about the internet, <laughs> you can just talk shit to strangers. And it just happens that it's going to happen in the state of Texas. And look, I'm, some say I'm uh, my ego, right? And I love that the whole state of Texas, all eyes are on the state of Texas. I love that. Yeah, I yeah. as a fan of of the baseball. It's the it's the uh, it's the battle for Texas baseball. Check out the shirt at ApolloHOU.store. I think I, I think the biggest thing that bothers me when it comes to the dorks in the uh, Dallas media, um, and then some of the other dorks that are content creators up there. Which look, I applaud you for what you're doing. Um, there's there's one kid up there that's in the Dan Patrick School of Broadcasting. I'm sure if we can clip this, he'll fucking get a hold of it. But um, Young kid, but he makes everything about the Houston Astros. And if that's what you want to do to build your following, okay, then then you know I applaud you for that. Hey, gotta get there's the another money. Gotta get the Twitter money, baby. Yeah, dude, I get it. I get it. You know, and then there's another dork up there that makes everything about the Astros and and things like that. But um, just act like you've been there. You know what I mean? Like this is this is the Rangers' first success since 2011 or whatever year it's been. Josh, can you fact that fact check that for me? I'm sort First of time to the CS since 2011. Since, since 2011, okay, because I'm sure some dorks are going to be, you know, seeing this on YouTube and they're going to be throwing shade at us like they were when we said we didn't fear the Minnesota Twins and they're going to go on these little rants and talk all their shit, blah, blah, blah. But just like for me, just act like you've been there. It's like we always say, if you come at the King, you better not miss, okay? The Astros are inevitable. 
We have said that a thousand times. The month of October, whether people like the Astros or hate the Astros or love them, whatever, it runs through Houston. There is no second guessing that. You have nothing you can say about that. And I know that pisses people off because if I was on the other side of it, it would piss me off. But I have feel. Okay, we have wherewithal. We know how to act like we've been here because, well, we have been here. So the Ranger fans that like to get all hooping, hollering, and yelling and talking shit to Astros fans, dude, remember where you came from. You 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 haven't done shit well, in 12 years. It's funny. There's there's literally probably, uh, well, there's multiple, plenty of kids in like third grade right now that have only known the Astros being one of the two best teams in the AL. All they have is every single commemorative ring, every yes. chess ring. These kids don't realize what we went through. These kids, this next generation of kids, and I, I hope you're watching because this next wave of young Apollo fans, y'all are going to be menaces because that's all you've ever known. <laughs> like That's all yeah. you've ever known. Do you realize, and I know you guys do, but do you realize that Alex Bregman knows nothing but ALCS appearances? Yeah. Yeah. Been up. In his career. Been up to high grade two. He even went back to college. Yes. Almost twice. He, like, yeah. he's only missed he's, his sophomore year and then his 2016 year when he came up halfway. Like, everything else. Yeah. Like, like, nine out of 11 years or something, he's, yes. he's been in a <laughs> – wow. Winners. So, like, I think that's like – I, like, I think – and, again, like, I, you know, probably for the last, I don't know – couple of weeks of the season like I actually let some Rangers fans kind of fire me up and get me to respond to things on Twitter and things like that but now dude I know it's going to be like I said online it's going to be toxic boys like it's going to be there's a lot of shade that's going to be thrown our way and I'm sure our Astros fans are going to be throwing it back because we know how how they defend this team in this city to the end of it but one thing I will say people do not forget back in 2017 when the Texas Rangers organization would not switch home-and-home series with the Houston Astros when the city was entirely underwater. All the Astros needed to do was switch a home-and-home series with the Rangers so that they could play in Arlington. But instead, the Rangers organization said no because they're fucking assholes when the entire city of Houston was underwater due to Hurricane Harvey, one of the worst natural disasters to hit the city ever. So what did the Astros have to do? They had to fly their asses all the way to Tampa Bay to be way further away from right. their families and, and be away from their families. So people don't forget that. So if you ever want to come at Astros fans, and if you're a Ranger fan and you want to talk shit and say that we're an ugly organization, we're a cheating organization, we're a bad baseball team, talk all your shit, chirp, 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 chirp. Take a look at the mirror and never forget what your organization did to the Houston Astros in 2017. You know, I'm who, out. You know who doesn't forget? No, who doesn't forget? I'm back. The I'm baseball gods. The baseball yeah. gods do not forget. Yeah. yeah, they've been in hell ever since. It may be this light. I may be. I may be with the baseball gods up here in New York City. Yeah, what? Uh, you got a turtleneck on. You're, you you kind of look like. Um, I don't even know how to explain it. Josh, can you help me? Like, like, it's it's dark in the room, but it's got the, yeah. the old school. You look like you're in a you're in a speakeasy. To be honest, yeah, with you. you look like you're like part of the baseball mob or something. You like, do. <laughs> like, Get about it. It's it's kind of yeah. It's it. a cool. It's a cool ambiance because you've got the black turtleneck on. It's matching the black curtain. It's matching the black wall, but you got the gold yeah. Astros hat on, right? Rock. And it matches the it matches that light and that picture in the background. So it's all kind of like coming together, like all coming together. 
you literally look like you're a baseball mobster and you're about to go wherever you got to go for the rest of the day. You're going to be like, hey, Man. you like your kneecaps? Then, then I suggest you go for the Houston Astros. Hey, I need my 10%. I need my 10%. He is Tony, in New York. He says, stop cutting off the top. Here's a reminder. Then, boom, it's, you smack some dude in the knees. I'm going like, to go get a slice and be like, hey, I'm on the block. I need 10%. <laughs> he, he, the New York's coming. He's getting to him. He's getting to him. Oh. He needs to get you back here. All right. I'll be oh. there. Well, we'll be there game one I know, I, somewhere. Uh, again, this is our ALCS games one and two preview presented to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors. Uh, well, boys, um, I'm not doing a prediction for games one and two. I don't like to do that, but I do think the Astros win the entire series in, in six. Ooh. Yeah, I think they go six. I think the Astros win in six. Okay. I'd say uh, Astros in five. God dang oh, I was, was going to say five or six. Um, Astros in six. Astros in six. That's a, okay. that's a safe one. That's safely. Here's, I also uh, do think this fucking might go seven and we might all die in the process. Well, that's but. what I'm saying, dude. It's going to be one of the most toxic ALCSs for all, of all time. It really is. Yeah. And and here's 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 a guy to keep an eye on for this series. A guy that did not swing it well in the DS is Kyle Tucker. Ooh. Yep. I think I let, uh, let's give our uh, MVP uh, predictions. I'm going. I'm I'm going Kyle Tucker. He did not swing it well. I think he only hit like a buck forty. Yeah. Uh, did not slug very well. OPS was down. Um, I think he comes back with a vengeance, and I think he wins the MVP. Can I say something crazy? Jose Abreu? Martin Who? Maldonado. Maldonado? <laughs> like, offensively? Everything. What? What? Are you giving it an intangibles? ALC MVP? Yeah, like, what? <laughs> That's how we get views, ladies and gentlemen. That's how we get <laughs> I go Kyle Tucker. Dez is probably going to go like Jose Abreu or Jordan Altuve, Bregman, and Josh goes. You know who I? You know who I'm going. Two Michael Brantley. No, Christian. Oh, ah, okay. Mm, three we get two picks. I'm about it. You're, he's going what? He's going to win game three, and he'll win game six because I have the Astros in six. Okay. Oh no, he's going to pitch game six. Yeah, that's what I was saying. That's, that's bad math. Oh, I'm changing. I'm changing. I'm changing. Brian Abreu. <laughs> All right. You know, that's, that's, that's valid. That's a solid point as well because yeah. he hasn't given up uh, a run since like fucking July. Yeah. Crazy. All right. Well, let's let's do get it. out of here. Anyway, I changed it again. Jose Altuve. Jose Altuve. <laughs> Finally, I'm going to cut him off. Finally, I'm like, get him away from the table. <laughs> All right. That's going to do it for our ALCS coverage. Presented by Academy, Big City Wings, Celebrity Mint, and Zing Zang. I'm Josh, as Des and Brian, and we will see you after games one and two. Peace. Love you guys.